Welcome, guys, to a new episode, episode 19 of I Mean, Can We Discuss? And I am your host, Astrid Ferguson. I know, can you believe it? We are already rolling into the 20s. So today I have a special interview lined up for you guys. I had the pleasure of interviewing Sadie Scarlett who was actually pitched to me, I should probably create an episode about pitching and all of that, shouldn't I? About your press kits. I hope you guys know what a press kit is and you have those things ready, right? All of my entrepreneurs, my authors out there, my passion seekers. Yes, please get to know what a press kit is. But Sadie Scarlett was born and raised in Dubai but relocated to the United Kingdom to read politics and international relations at Royal Holloway University of London. After university, Sadie worked in the performing arts sector alongside being a political and anti-war activist. Sadie moved back to the Middle East in 2015 and now works as a financial crime investigator. Tell me she doesn't sound like a badass, guys. Yes, and the Peace Outside trilogy is Sadie's debut work, and you can find out more about Sadie at her website at www.sadiescarlet.com. And the book that we are actually discussing is Clouds and Earth. This is actually my first, I want to say, sci-fi novel person that I am interviewing. I was actually intrigued by this. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. And as always, if you like it, please leave a review, subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And thank you so much for dropping by. Now, let's get right into it, guys. You're listening to, I mean, can we discuss... And I am your host, Astrid Ferguson. We will be discussing different issues that can be debated, articulated, chopped up any kind of way. There's no real set way to this. It could be culturally, it could be socially, it could just be how we're feeling today. So you're here for the randomness and I hope you're here to stay. So remember to subscribe, share, and tell me what you think. Hi, everyone. I have the pleasure of speaking to Sadie Scarlett today. Hi, Sadie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad. So why don't you tell us in your own words about yourself and where people can find you? Oh, excellent. Uh, thank you. Um, my name is Sadie Scarlett, and I'm an author. You can find me on Amazon.com uh, and all good online bookstores. Um, you can also find me at my own website, uh, sadie-scarlett.com, uh, and that's Sadie, S-A-Y-D-E. Uh, I have just written a book called Clouds and Earth, um, and you can also find me on Twitter, uh, but I don't uh, use Instagram so much, but I do use Facebook a little bit. So um, please come and uh, like my Facebook page. Okay. 
Uh, so since you said you're the author of Clouds and Earth, could you tell us what inspired the novel? Uh, yeah. So I, the idea for this novel came into my head in 2013. And what happened in 2013 was uh, I had been an anti-war activist, although not a very uh, good one. Uh, um, I was too young when the war in Iraq started and I tried to help out and I tried to get involved. And I think I did go on a march uh, when I was in London and things like that. And I remember being very engaged by what was happening in our world. Um, and then in 2013, you know, someone pointed out to me, oh, you know, it's been 10 years. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, and it was kind of depressing <laughs> uh, because I was like, well, what did we achieve? We achieved absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything just kept going on, you know, and it felt like, you know, yeah, all my activism and um, all the people who agreed with me, I felt like so many people agreed with me. And yet, you know, the, the, the history didn't fall down on our side. Um, so that's when, you know, the sort of, you know, I had a little bit of a, you know, I was, I was kind of upset about it when I, when I thought about it. Um, but I sort of, you know, from this despair uh, I came up with the idea of um, you know what happens if the war just keeps going on and on and on and we're just in this perpetual war and uh, you know well, what would that mean what would the world look like uh, what would um, what would the world look like if sort of terrorism was more um, more you know, right now it's a very rare thing, um, but what if it wasn't? And so those were the sort of like quite dark places that I went to and that um, sort of inspired uh, mm -hmm. the novel. Clouds so, and Earth. Yeah. How did you uh, come up with that title, Clouds and Earth? Um, it is a reference to the model that is made. There's, what happens is one of the characters makes a, a data map uh, in the book and it the way it's accessed is through a projection and um, the projection looks like an earth and uh, when you tap the little flags it brings up data and uh, just the way the, the the data markers look on the the map looks like clouds on a big earth You have quite an imagination to hang on to that since 2013. <laughs> yeah, well, what happened was I initially started writing a screenplay, and so it was going to be like a TV series or something, and then I felt like I couldn't explore the things I wanted to explore through the medium of, like, a TV show. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I sort of went to novel writing, because I felt that... Um, I could just delve in just much deeper and that's how it sort of ended up. That's cool. That's cool. But yeah, I mean, a novel, you have to have a lot of technique and detail. I have a hard time remembering what my dream was last night. So that's why I commend you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So are you a full-time or a part-time writer? Um, uh, 
Yeah, I'm just part time. I have a nine to five right now, and I uh, write, you know, as a hobby. <laughs> and I would love, you know, if only, uh, you know, like someone would give me enough money so that I could stay at home and write full time. But um, I don't see that happening soon. So that's the way it's going to be. I completely understand. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. So how much of your career and personal experiences with being an anti-war activist and you're also a financial crime investigator, right? Yeah, that's my day job. Okay. So how much of that would you say influenced the book or the personality of the characters in the book? Um, I definitely my experiences as an activist influence uh, sort of the moral positions of people in the book. And there's sort of I have characters who basically, you know, take positions and take sides and you know i it was as though i was discussing the issues with myself um and just used the characters to do that uh and um i initially had a character who was an investigator in the book um before i got uh, the, the the job that i currently have now um and i and my experiences sort of shaped him um, in retrospect, I went back and changed a little bit of his character in order to um, uh, in order to portray him more accurately or or differently, you know, in hindsight with more knowledge. Okay. And would you say, I mean, I know that as authors, it, our characters become like our babies, right? Do you have yeah. any kind of or any... Um, particular characters that you like more than others or that you spent more time with versus another? Um, my favorite characters are uh, Miro, mm -hmm. uh, who is the boss of the protagonist, mm -hmm. and um, the other character, Massey, who is one of the cadets who's featured in the book. Um, and as we move to book two, uh, he sort of. Much. Um, and so that's what happens. And he is sort of the linchpin of the book. Um, and he is one who really grows. Um, but also uh, Commander Miro, I really love her because I just pictured her as someone who is supremely competent and functioning well in a world that is morally ambiguous. And I think she handles it very well. Um, and, you know, she's uh, war she's not warm at all, actually, uh, but she is incredibly bright and interesting and has to make difficult choices uh, based on imperfect information. And that's why I love her. Okay. And it sounds, sounds like an interesting story that everybody should get into and learn more about. It's a science fiction novel, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, an atypical science fiction, though. It's more like it's speculative fiction because it's, it's not like 
aliens and spaceships um and it's sort of a near future sort of I'm, I, I want to call it an alternative future um, because the world in which it's set is very much our world, uh, but it's um, it's sort of you know following so things that are happening right now to different conclusions or what I hope are different conclusions. Okay, so how long would you say it took you to construct clouds and Earth? Um, I know uh, you said that on 2013 is when the idea came into your mind but um did it take you that long or um uh so i finished it towards the end of 2017 so Mm -hmm. i really put in a lot of lab work in 2014 and 2017 um in 2015 and 16 i sort of uh i was moving jobs i was moving countries and so it got shoved to the side but I always had it in the back of my mind, like, you really need to finish that. You really need to finish that. You really need to finish that. Um, and so I picked it back up and just finished it properly in 2017. And then throughout the whole of 2018, I went through the editing and copywriting process. And then it was published uh, at the beginning of 2019. And congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> How would you say the publishing um, experience was? Um, well, it's a self-published book. Uh, oh, so, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought. You... <laughs> yeah, no. It was. It's. It was still tough. <laughs> um, it was still incredibly tough, uh, and you know, I, I, I appro- you know, it, it was really eye-opening. Um, as to what it actually entails to get a book up to publishing standard and um um just you know that all the things that are were involved and i didn't realize um not coming from you know a publishing background uh you know you have to have several rounds of editing which i sort of had to do myself and get different people's advice from it and get some tough love uh from uh critics and friends um and that's why uh yeah it was it was yet yeah, surprising i was yeah i didn't think it would be as hard <laughs> but it was mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's tough being self-published but did you try pitching your book to any publishers prior to deciding to go the self-published route i i did pitch it to uh literary agents um and i did get rejected a lot but i sort of you know, I, I know why they rejected it. And it's not a typical sci-fi. And it's um, very dark. And it doesn't really fit into... So it's, you know, I, I was thinking about marketing it as a young adult. Um, but I didn't in the end because I thought it was too violent. And yeah. So I just sort of felt that there was definitely an audience for the book. But... Um, it, it's just not going to be a mainstream audience. Um, so, you know, I sort of was expecting to have to self-publish in the end anyway. Um, and I'm quite um, happy with that decision. You know, I'm not particularly you know, sad about not having an agent or a publisher. I'm you know, quite happy being an independent author. Um, yeah. Well, I commend you for deciding to move forward with it anyway. Um, I'm self-published as well. So I, I completely understand the hurdles. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are lots of reasons why the gatekeepers of the publishing industry aren't always right. And there's lots of reasons why they won't publish niche books. And sometimes there's not enough resources to go around. And, um, you know, we can't just, you know, I, I'm not going to just shelve month, uh, years of work, um, you know, just because, you know, the, the small group of people who are, you know, are the entry to the publishing industry uh, just don't happen to like my book, um, you know, so it was never an option that I wasn't going to get it published. So I was like, well, if they don't want it, I'll do it myself. And I'm, I'm totally fine with that. That's good. That's a great attitude to have, especially when you're confident in your work. Yeah. Um, so what would you say was the most rewarding part and the most difficult about writing Clouds and Earth? Um, the most rewarding part is it was just the day I finished the book, you know, and it was like, <laughs> I can print it out and have it in my hand and I can say, you know, there's 80,000 words here at least. And, mm. you know, you know, I, you know, I, I, I got my story out. It's better than the initial idea that went into my head. Um, and yeah, that was just a really great uh, moment for me. Uh, so, yeah. And to actually put it all together, you know? Yeah. The model is big time. <laughs> and, to, and to have a fat stack of papers um, that is just, that I remember holding it thinking, yes, I did it. You did it. I can't believe it. You know, I can't believe I had the patience and the discipline to do this. Um, I don't think I'd have been able to do it in my early 20s, but I... Uh, you know, right now I'm the type of person who can finish a novel. And um, yeah, I, I did not have the discipline to do that previously. And I sort of pulled it from somewhere. Um, yeah. Uh, so the most difficult part of the um, process is uh, obviously the reviews. And I think that, you know, when they first coming in and what I really struggled with was I felt that people who were making reviews didn't see the same book that I saw and I didn't recognize the book that they were reviewing. So that was definitely the the hardest part. I'm like, is that my book? How did you pick that? You know, and the things that the reviewers pick out, which to me is like, you know, that's nothing in the scheme of things. That's, that's got nothing to do with it. Um, uh, yeah. I, that I found very surprising, you know, I knew that not everyone would like the book, but I, you know, I was surprised at how different their interpretation of the book was to mine. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean, but there's always, there's, I always say there's different kinds of readers. Um, and most times the first critique of someone, if they're reading a novel, First of all, if they're reading the entire novel, because some people get to a certain section, they don't like it, and they don't even finish reading the book. So that's one type. Then there is the reader that if they can't find themselves in the book, or they don't exactly agree with the character in the book, then they butcher it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So reading is, is very personal in that aspect. And then there are those readers where they're reading your work and they're just trying to learn your style if they really like your style. So that's why with reviews, like I had to build tough skin as well. Um, because when you write things like, especially it sounds like in, in, in your novel, it's for a particular niche and it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So even if you get a bad review, you just take what you can from it. Like if it's going to help you as a writer, maybe be more descriptive, maybe, build up the climax more or whatever it may be you know yeah but but I know what you mean I mean it hurts especially after you've spent so many years compiling this yeah I mean it was just it was a surprise that I yeah the things that other people pick out and what mean what is important to them rather than you know and those are things that yeah, which which I thought were inconsequential, inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was a surprise. Yeah, but you know, hey, you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not necessarily it's not even necessarily the negative reviews. It's the reviews where I don't recognize the book, even if they're positive. You know, it's like, wow, really? You saw you? Yeah, how did you? Yeah. Oh, you thought that meant that, did you? You know. <laughs> Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I always say to get a good review, you need to read a book at least three times and in different phases of your life because you'd be surprised what you get out of that book in a different time period of your life. So, absolutely. So, what would you say was your favorite chapter scene of the book without giving away your book? Um. My favorite, I have two favorite chapters. <laughs> um, I can't pick between these two. Uh, the first um, one, which I absolutely love, is chapter three, where she, um... oh, it's hard to describe. I don't want to just give it away, uh, but she is faced with a choice and mm-hmm. someone interrupts her choice uh, and just the, you know, the, um, if you read the book, you'll, you'll get it. But uh, yeah, that, um, you know, and I, I've included a lot of foreshadowing in that uh, chapter. And I, because I plotted out the whole three novels before I started a novel one, um, yeah that that's that's where a lot of the hints are um Mm -hmm. and my other favorite part of the book is where the character is in the vertical farm uh she's in a vertical farming complex and that was like the hardest thing to write and research um and to just integrate all the things i knew about it um into an action scene so yeah Okay. Just to build up the uh, the interest. <laughs> yeah. So, 
is this your first book that you self-published or have you published anything in the past or a different genre? Uh, this is my first novel, but I previously published a collection of poetry called Love Crimes. Oh. Uh, and I, I collected all my poetry together from when I was like 14 years old and I shoved it all into a book and you know turned it into a collection and I just feel like poetry is raw it's like you know Mm -hmm. poetry is like drinking a shot of emotion um Mm -hmm. and you know a novel is a lazy summer's afternoon slowly drinking a pint in the pub or something you know it's it's just a longer it's a longer slower burn um and yeah that was that was great and at at the time in my life I just had to put a whole bunch of stuff into the poetry book and just publish it and it was sort of a way of getting that all out of me and you know nobody has to read the novel but I just had to get it off my chest nobody has to read the poetry but I had to just get it out you know and I, I I felt it was like it was a good it was a good experience I I purged um yeah all my adolescent and emo self and I just put it all in the (laughs) in this poetry book um (laughs) yeah so that was that was good I think I'm quite proud of that collection I think it's a you know a robust collection okay do you read uh poetry normally or Uh, I do I actually read a lot of poetry and people um you know think it's old-fashioned but I I I am quite a big believer in novels which have very utilitarian prose. While some reviewers describe my prose as utilitarian, I feel like fancy words get in the in the way of the story. And that mm-hmm. if you want to write a lot of fancy words and like really like tons and tons and tons of description, you know, that put it in a poetry book, put it in a poem. Um, and so that's why I feel that, you know, novelists should write poets. A poem because then they can get that side of them out and then that might that would make their prose better I don't know if you know mm-hmm. what I mean but I just feel like sometimes people write very turgid um overwrought like you have you have used too many words to say that thing um and if um to any writers out there if you're that type of writer who likes to use way too many words to describe a simple thing then you need to you know you need to read and write poetry and get that out of your system and then come back to writing novels okay (laughs) no I completely understand I write poetry so I love poetry yeah it's it's good it's um it's very necessary yes it's a good way to start too before you build up to other genres as well it helps you build your I guess your synopsis, your setting, and and all of that, because you learn to be very descriptive. Yeah. So, since you self-published, what, I guess, what avenue did you use? Did you use, like, Amazon, or did you go a different route? No, I used Ex Libris, um, even though... (laughs) They they don't have the best of reputations... um, but I, yeah, I chose to use them because of my experience with my my poetry book. With my poetry book, I tried to do tons and tons of cheaper options, and none of them really resulted in a 
good looking nice book and mm. um big you know that the end product um the end product just looked so much better when i used ex libris after burning through um a couple of publishers with my poetry book and so that's why i decided to return to them so i i don't know if i can recommend them for everyone but they worked for me and um, what the the actual paperback book that i have as a finished result is um, a very good looking book okay and that's ex zebras e x ex libris x l i b r i s oh ex libris that's that's good i've never heard of them before actually all right so that's that's a good tip for anybody out there because usually you hear of amazon i've used ingram spark some people recommend um i forget what the other one is lulabon or something like that yeah so who do you think would enjoy these stories the most like who would be the best person that um you think that this would relate to uh someone who is someone who is interested in characters who are morally ambiguous and you know sort of someone who wants to explore sort of you know the issues surrounding war um in the form of a story and um someone who is interested in future technology and uh someone who likes a lot of action in their books um because i write in a sort of scene by scene basis you know there's a lot of show and um one of the some feedback I've actually had is there's not enough tell maybe there's almost too much show and I was like well you know that the the action unfolds as the book goes along um and I'm quite uh pleased with that but I know that that's not for everyone uh so someone who yeah not just likes strong female characters but is willing to engage with um, a flawed character who isn't perfect uh, my my protagonist um you know her, she has a lot of flaws <laughs> and mm-hmm. whether or not she's going to deal with those well we'll just we'll just have to find out okay and what is the underlying message that you want readers to gain from clouds and earth ah uh, gosh um there's a lot of themes going on um I just feel like people, I want people to get a sense of the moral ambiguity and sometimes the hypocrisy of war. Um, For instance, you know, we tell children, you know, thou shalt not kill. And then we completely, you know, oh, right. So, okay, there's a war on, right. Just, just abandon all your morals and, uh, you know, now you shall kill. And there is kind of um, just a complete... Uh, you know hypocrisy and what is moral in one circumstances is not moral in another so uh that is definitely sort of a theme um and sort of also uh abuses of power and p- 
people trying to make difficult decisions with less than perfect information and uh yeah just um the characters are highly competent and doing their best um but things are still hard <laughs> and uh yeah they just have to make the best decisions they can okay and um how would you say i mean this is probably going off a little bit off topic um how would you say that it was for you i guess finding people who would um like to read your book like uh did you try to do any like book launches or did you like start a blog first to start gaining readers or how did you go about that um well right now i'm just working with jks communication and i love them and i'm just trying to slowly build up um, a readership and an audience for this book. Um, I already have a blog on Medium. Um, I blog fairly regularly and uh, just trying to, you know, uh, do some advertising now to engage with a wider audience. Um, and so that's that's all I feel like I can do from the, you know, considering that I'm someone with a nine to five and I'm, you know, you know someone who... Uh, did that you know is completely brand new to the industry so that's what I'm doing now and mostly just doing uh from you know I've done like a few interviews now and what I need to do is just focus on some digital advertising and maybe some advertising on Twitter and Facebook um in addition to the usual um uh the usual avenues uh for you know getting a book out there and book marketing Okay. I mean, everybody has their own technique. So that's why I usually ask and see, you know, um, because you never know. It might might be something new that you develop or that works. Most of us are still figuring out our own techniques as well. Yeah. So um, would you say that this is the first of many ongoing science fiction novels? Like, is it going to be a series from this or... Uh, yeah so this is the first in um the first of three novels and actually you know it's one singular story um i'm almost you know i i'm not sure if it was sometimes i think it's just (laughs) the whole you know the whole story but then the whole story is almost you know two thousand and five 250,000 words long and a book can't I just don't feel like a book should be that long uh so I split it into three but it's very much one continuous story and people have been like yeah you know there's um there's a lot of loose ends at the end of this book and I'm like yeah well it's the story isn't over I'm sorry I know that that's unsatisfying for some people but um you gotta (laughs) gotta hold on yes gotta keep them coming for more so do yeah. you have any book signings or anything coming up soon that you want to tell people about or that you want people to meet you? Okay. Um, I don't. I don't. I would, I would love to have a book signing and all those wonderful things that published authors, you know, get. Uh, but I, I don't have any of that. But please keep an eye on my Facebook page 
and uh, if you do, um, I will post all uh, my events and all the interviews and articles I write um, on that way. Uh, you can engage and with me there. Your Facebook again is under Sidey Scarlet, or do you have a page? Uh, I have a page under okay. the name Sadie Scarlet. So there you have it, guys. Um, well, it was wonderful having you, Sadie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a fun chat. <laughs> I know chat. it's very late where you're at, so I won't keep you much longer. I feel bad for you. Oh, don't worry about it. It's um, I'm more than happy to do it. Um, and you know, it's um it's yeah i'm i'm <laughs> more than happy to just stay up and talk about my book to anyone for okay. uh, hours on end it's the weekend tomorrow um it, you know friday saturday is the weekend in the middle east so oh. yeah matter. over here it's thursday evening it's seven thirty-eight. so well it was wonderful having you and people can find you on twitter right under sadie scarlet okay so uh, yeah. That's it for today, you guys. Thank you for joining. I mean, can we discuss? And I was your host, Astrid Ferguson. Until next time, guys. And that was a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening to, I mean, can we discuss? Don't forget to subscribe, follow us if you want to see what we're up to, what projects we're up to, and enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you might be. I was your host, Asher Ferguson, signing off.